What's up again, guys? It's Justin here with the Fitness Business Blueprint podcast. And today we're going to talk about the concept of culture over structure, okay? Or culture versus structure. These are two elements that you need in your fitness business, but a lot of fit pros go about it the wrong way and they implement these things in the wrong order and it has disastrous consequences. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is for you, especially if you are in that stage right now where you're looking to outsource, you're looking to grow a team, if you're really looking to grow the business beyond yourself and go from solopreneur into business owner, this is gonna be extreme, recommended, vital, critical listening for you, all right? So, what do we mean by both these terms? Well, let's talk about the problem first of all. Here's a huge problem. I've talked about it before, 74% of fitness businesses fail because the owner attempts to scale too fast. Now, in that two-part podcast, one of our most popular episodes ever, we talked about this and we talked about it from one perspective because the concept of scaling too fast is such a broad term and it means a lot of different factors are involved in in that mistake. And I spoke about the most predominant perspective, and that is that they try and scale the front end of the business too fast. And we talked about how sometimes the the amazing power of things like Facebook ads can rapidly scale the number of leads we get at a faster rate than how we can actually build the infrastructure to support those people. And that's what leads to a lot of uh, fitness businesses to collapse because they actually market too much and they get too many clients and they can't deliver the same amount of quality anymore. And what we're going to talk about today is kind of much a very similar, what happens on the other side of that, another uh, reason or contributing factor to why so many fitness businesses uh, fail, you know, they try and scale and they end up failing, right? And you want to make sure you scale and not fail. So What we're talking about today is when it comes to the back end of the business, we've talked about why scaling the front end too fast is a problem. Today, we're gonna talk about really scaling the back end too fast. This is another reason why a lot of fit pros fail. And what does that mean? Well, the back end of your business, if you missed the other podcast episode, really means the infrastructure. The back end is our fulfillment systems. It's how we onboard clients. It's how we serve those clients. It's how we track and and increase retention. It's how we bring on new team members and coaches. It's how we grow the infrastructure of the business. It's how we cut down our costs. It's literally everything that happens after the client has, has has just made the transaction. So the back end starts when the client journey begins. It's what happens after that to serve those clients, to retain those clients, and also to develop our business structure to be able to serve more and at a higher level. So that's what we mean by the back end of the business. And again, we've talked about why scaling the front end, the marketing and sales, too quickly is a problem. Let's talk about what happens though when many fit pros scale the back end too fast. And what that means is, when it comes down to it, uh, your, your back-end infrastructure is really all about building systems. 
And you know, you're a smart coach, you know that you need to build systems. You want your business to be dependent on systems and a bit less dependent on, on, on people making things up as they go along. And we've covered that, right? And you probably heard it from other sources as well. The problem comes though, when you learn about systems, you learn about creating uh, procedures and operations and things like that to allow for other people to do the work. And that's the only part of back-end structure that, or systems that FitPros learn about. And there's a huge gap there because systems or what we call structure or infrastructure is only, account, only accounts for one part of your back-end operation. Structure is the one part. Putting the systems in place is the one part of it. The other part, the other half of having a back-end system that scales effectively is, you've probably guessed it from the title of this show, the culture. That's why we have culture and structure. Two different things. So here's what's going on, and maybe you've experienced this. You wanna get more, you've worked 10, 15 hour days, you've hustled and grinded, you've burned out, and then you, you hear about systemization, you hear about processes, you hear about automation, probably from guys like me, who run multiple fitness businesses around the world without being tied down to any of them. And of course, you want that lifestyle, and you're learning about it, well done, definitely the right thing. However, if you only learn about the, front, the, the systemization, you fail to learn about, about the other side, which is the building the culture and getting your people ready to implement those systems and drive them for you. And to get a long story short, what happens is a lot of fit pros tend to think that systemizing the business and removing themselves from the day-to-day -day technical operations, they tend to think it's like flipping a switch and it's not. So what you get is uh, a typical fit pro builds up a client base, does all his Facebook ads, gets 50, 60, 70 clients in, and now wants more freedom, wants more time off. And granted, you, you feel like you deserve it, right? You, you've busted your ass for six months or a couple of years even, and now you've got the clients in, and now you're ready to outsource. The problem is, your work's just beginning. Before you can move out of the business, you need to move up in the business. So what happens is, fit pros remove themselves too fast. They get some systems like checklists or scripts and they'll quickly give that system to someone and then they'll just piss off, right? And I've done this before, you know, like if I wanted to outsource something like sales, which I hated doing sales calls. So I'd, I'd have someone, I'd find someone who could do it. I had, I had the system, I had the sales script. I'd say, here, here's the sales script. You can do the sales calls now. And then basically I would kind of run away and not talk to that person ever again. <laughs> and I've done this with admin, I've done it with all, all, all sorts of roles that I was um, trying to run away from out of fear. I would, I, would, I would, okay, I've got a system for this now, cool, here you go, you do it. And I would try and, try and convince myself that I wasn't required there anymore. And I would go off, do other things or take time off. And then I would go back to that person salesperson or a trainer even who I'd left prematurely in the business and the same thing would happen complaints would come in the results wouldn't be there the salesperson wasn't converting as well as I hoped they would 
the admin person has, has loads of fires that haven't been put out because they didn't get my help. Uh, and, and clients start complaining about the trainers because basically I put systems and people in too fast and I transitioned out too soon. I missed, I put the, had the structure, but I neglected the culture. And here's where you've got to learn, guys. Putting systems in place can happen overnight. It can happen quick. Not all your systems, but you can put basic, I mean, like I said, get it, finding a sales script can happen immediately. For example, when FitPros join into our mentorship, we give them a whole bulky document of all our business systems. We say, hey, here's our uh, sales script for your phone person. Here's our uh, upsell script. Here's our front desk system. Here's our retention strategy. Here's our workout operations manual you can give to your trainers so they can deliver workouts. And these technical systems do technically allow someone to be able to do the job, but we warn our FitPro clients with a disclaimer and say, look, yes, you can give this template or this system to somebody right now because we've spent all the time and the months and years uh, building the system for you and you can just swipe it now, but you can implement it right away, but don't expect your people to be delivering it at the same level of quality as you do it right now. That is gonna take time. So, it's just kinda like when you give a client of yours uh, a workout plan. Your workout plan or a meal plan is, is really a system. You're giving them, you know, a checklist or a script to follow. A meal plan could be like a script, right? You're gonna eat these foods, do this at this time. And the thing is, you know, if you just give it to a client, say, hey, here's your meal plan, do you expect them to go off on their own and get results in 30 days? No, because they resist following the system. They need accountability to follow the system. They need inspiration to follow the system. Maybe they need incentives to follow the system. And maybe sometimes they just need some encouragement and personal guidance to follow the system. And when you bring on team members and trainers into your business, it's exactly the same. So we can put the structure in place quickly, but it's the culture that's gonna take you probably, in many cases, three to six months. And this is how you avoid burning your business to the ground. And if you try and, especially with trainers, if you try and put trainers in straight away and say, oh, here's our workout of the day, go do it. Yeah, cool, you know, they, they can go and deliver a great workout, but that's not what makes your, your business special. You know, if it was that turnkey, if it was that copy and paste, if it was that simple, then anyone can copy what you do. What you wanna do is, yes, deliver a great workout system or a great sales system or a great content system, but what makes you special is the icing on the cake. It's the experience of how they deliver that product. So it's not, you know, anyone who can teach a lunge and count to 10 can deliver a workout session. But if that's all your business is based on, then people are gonna copy you because you're copyable. You're not in innovating at all. So you deserve to be copied. You deserve to be a commodity and you won't be able to charge higher prices and lead the market. So you can give the systems definitely, but you have to put the cherry on top and that's, and that's teaching and indoctrinating your team to deliver an amazing experience on top of that system. Think of it like 
this. When you go to a restaurant and you order a steak, there are two things at bay here. There is the result that you want from transacting with that business. So if you order a, a great medium rare steak, that's the result you wanted. You wanted a steak delivered you know, probably within 20 minutes. But there's also the element of experience. And the experience is how that product is delivered. How do you feel in and around that steak being delivered to you? And here's the difference. I, let's say I go to a restaurant. I go to restaurant A and I order the steak and cool. You know what, in 15 minutes, they bring me a medium well steak that is absolutely perfect. I love the steak. The steak tastes amazing. I definitely got the result I asked for. Much the same way as in your clients want a, a fitness workout that gives them the results they ask for. They feel the burn, they lose weight, they tone their body, they get, they lose pounds. But going back to my example, Let's say I have that steak and it's absolutely perfect, but while I was waiting for the steak, the music in the restaurant was too loud and it was a bit uncomfortable. Let's say the knives and forks on my table were a bit stained. Let's say the table I was on was rocking because there was a, a, a short table leg. Let's say the waiters that served me were rude or just didn't, were indifferent and didn't care to ask me if I needed anything else. Then I went the next day to restaurant B and I also ordered a steak. Now, the steak I ordered from restaurant B was not as perfect as the first one in the other restaurant, but it was like eight out of 10. It was really good, really good, but it wasn't perfect. It was eight out of 10, but the first place was a 10 out of 10. However, the difference is in restaurant B with my eight out of 10 steak, which is still good enough, what I also had was the waiters greeted me as soon as I walked through the door, asked my name and remembered it. They sat me down on a beautiful looking table and gave me a serviette. They instantly brought out warm, freshly made bread rolls with soft butter. They asked me if I'd like anything or a drink on the house. The music was brilliant ambiance and the place smelled fantastic. Then they brought out my, my eight out of 10 steak in, in, in 20 minutes. And then when I left, they gave me 10% uh, off my dessert, a 10% voucher for next time, and referenced me by name as I walked out the door. And they walked me to the door and shook my hand. That's the experience. Now you can see what's more important, results or experience. They're both important, trick question. However, here's the truth, your clients, whether they come into you for a fitness program or for a steak, they will come for the result, but they'll stay for the experience. Even if the result is slightly subpar, it's gotta be good. I'm not saying don't deliver a good service, but even if it was not on perfect form that day, your experience can more than make up for it. If you made them feel good, if you made them feel heard, that, in that restaurant example, I'm never gonna go back to restaurant A. Even though the steak was perfect, the experience will actually put me off going back. That's what I mean, I'll, I'll go for the steak, but I'll never, I'll never stay because the experience wasn't good. That's the difference. Of course, if you can get 10 out of 10 results 
and an experience, you are gonna be the best person in town. And that's what I want for you. But you need to understand this concept. So when you give your workout system, for example, to a coach, or you give a sales script to a salesperson, or whatever it might be, or you give your content marketing templates to a social media agency to do it for you, that's the structure, that's the system, but you still need to work with those people before you, so you move up, before moving, you don't move out of the company, you don't just piss off and go do something else, you move up to being a mentor. So if you're now gonna bring in a trainer to work four hours a week doing sessions for you, that doesn't mean you're four hours a week now going to the beach. It actually means you're probably gonna work eight hours a week. You're gonna move up in the business, which means you're gonna shadow that coach for the four hours they are working, so you're gonna work alongside them. And if you're a real boss and a mentor and a leader, you're also gonna work another four hours a week with that trainer on mentoring them outside or after the session. So you'll do a one hour session with that trainer, walking them through your system, saying, hey, here's why we do the warm up this way. Here's how we coach the weights. Here's what we do at the end of the session. And they can shadow you before they do it themselves. But then after the workout, you might spend another half an hour to an hour with them explaining your other your other structures and systems and say so hey here's what we do after the workout here's how we take the the photos and videos we made and how we upload it to Instagram and the hashtags we use uh, or here's the how we go on Facebook now and do some shout outs to our clients who did well today or here's how we now go and check who didn't attend uh, and send them a voice message to ask if they're okay and get them back on track all the other responsibilities that coach has to do if you don't do that, they might be able to do the task like a robot, but they won't be able to infuse that experience and that personality into it. They need you to mentor them and shadow them to do that first of all. So with any system like that, especially a major system like like delivering sessions, again, if you jump out too soon, your clients are gonna message you and say, hey, it's, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, we like the new guy, but he's not really the same as you. The experience, the atmosphere, the environment, the energy isn't there. And the problem is your clients probably won't know how to articulate it. And you might just think they're whining, but they're not. They just don't know how to, how to explain what I just talked about, results versus experience. So instead, when you implement any new system, you now build culture. And culture means, it's culture the systems is what we do. If structure is what we do, then culture is how we do it, or the energy we bring to that task. So if you go to a coffee shop, it's not just here's your coffee, but it's here's how we give a coffee with a smile and make that person feel important. It's not just, oh, let's just run, do a, a workout by the numbers. It's let's welcome everyone with a big smile. Let's say hello to everyone. Let's get to know everyone's names. Let's congratulate everyone at the end. Let's get high fives. Let's get a group cheer and let's contact people and tag them on social media after the session to let them know we're still thinking about them and we're congratulating them and, 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 and giving them acknowledgement for putting forth awesome effort in their, in their workouts and in their life. That's culture. That is what your team need to know before you remove yourself. So it's not just about training skill, it's about training people, your team, into your culture. So if you were gonna transition yourself out of the workouts and you do that by bringing on a coach you might want to spend maybe a 60-day period 
delivering this culture. So you might spend the first, say, two weeks, let's say the first two or three weeks, they would shadow you. And you would deliver your system in front of them and have them take notes and learn about what you do, but also how you do it and why you do it, each thing. Then in the next two to three weeks, or when you have a, whenever you feel they're ready, they can start doing it with you. So maybe you take half the session and they take half the session. And then you, they can get a bit of experience and you can also check in with your clients and say like, how, how was it with, with him or her basically and get some client feedback. And then in the, in, in the final two to three weeks of this culture building period, you would then let them take center stage. They would do maybe 80% of the workout system and you would help and shadow for 20% of it. So you'd be more looking over their shoulder and just directing them and guiding them and giving them feedback at the end. And after that kind of 60 to 90 day period, they should then be able to do it on their own where you take a step back. Again, you don't, you still don't fuck off to an island in Bali somewhere. No, 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 <laughs> you're not gonna do that. But you, you might just watch silently from the sidelines without getting involved. Or maybe you take a couple of days away, go do something else productive, and maybe you ask your clients to give you some feedback afterwards as in how did this coach do uh, on their own without me there. And what you wanna be asking for is, again, did you feel the same level of results? Did the workout still feel the same as it usually does? And also was the experience there? Did you still feel, and, and again, your experience and your culture is based on your core values which you have to determine your core values as a company first. Like, what do you want your experience to be? So if, if for you, maybe super fun workouts are an integral part of what you do, then you'd be ranking your new trainer on that and asking your clients, hey, how much fun, on a scale of one to five, like five being the best, how much fun do you usually have in a workout with us? And maybe it's a five. So we say then, okay, well, with the new trainer this week, how would you rank the amount of fun you had in the sessions with him or her and maybe it's a three or a four and then you know right that's what we're going to work on if the result was you know the, the, the workout was delivered the same way but the experience on top wasn't quite there maybe the music wasn't good enough or their energy wasn't good enough or they didn't make enough personal connections during the workout that's what you've got to go and work on and so that tells you break bit by bit how to, how to create a system like this where it's not just the structure but it's the culture and that's what you're gonna do for any part of your business, but particularly your workouts, because that's really the, um, the bulk of what you do, right? So I hope this helps you. I hope this gives you a little more perspective and insight into the correct and smoothest way to transition yourself out of the business, because you are right. You do wanna step out of the business. You do want to get it to a place where it can run without you. Otherwise, you're a slave to the business. And ultimately, you're then making the clients a slave to you too because they can only get results if and when you can actually show up for work, which won't be forever. So you're doing everyone a good service by having a business run without you and you're empowering the business rather than enslaving it to you. But you have to go about it the right way because, again, the main recap is putting systems in place and removing yourself is not like flicking a switch. It's actually a transition, and a lot of fit pros underestimate the transition time. They think just by putting a checklist in place or giving someone a script that that person will just run with it. And you know, in, in rare cases, you might get a superstar team member who comes along and just does that. 
and that's fine but those people would usually be the more expensive contractors who have years of experience and bring something to the table and you know if your finances allow it get someone like that but for a lot of you you want to keep your finances quite tight you want to develop people that can learn in your business and want to learn things your way that will work out better in the long term for you and less expensive and it's not hard to train people you know if they if they're willing to learn if they're coachable and they want to learn your way of doing things and they respect you and that's why they want to work for you and they want to learn your workout system then using this transition model this this phase in phase out structure i've just given you you should find they'll pick it up very quickly and in 60 to 90 days they will be delivering on all cylinders and that way you know with peace of mind that your systems your workouts your structure is being delivered effectively and your clients are also gonna still get that experience they're gonna get that culture of why they came to you in the first place and that is how you effectively remove yourself not just from the structure but you leave behind the culture and that is when your clients are gonna love you and you're gonna be able to scale your business to more and more people without losing a speck of quality. All right, guys, I hope that helps you. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty deep topic, pretty in-depth, I know, but this is the real stuff it takes to grow a fitness business. And if you'd like to learn more, you can check out the description in the bio below of more ways you can get free help from us. We have a YouTube channel with hours of content. We have a free Facebook group where we post every day. We have the blog with plenty of cool written articles and videos there. Uh, we also have more episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and a bunch of other places. But if you really want to go to the next level, if you really want to work with a mentor and you want to have a mastermind group that meets up every single month in person that gives you um, you know, very private coaching calls to work on your business twice every single week, that's what we do twice a week mentoring calls, once a month meetups. We even have a meetup, a three-day meetup in Cyprus where I live every April. And in our mastermind and mentorship program, you get all of that, all of that included. We have, our program delivers the most accountability and the highest amount of um, private coaching with you on your business than any other program on the market. And we do it for about half the investment. So it's an absolute game changer. We've created it this way because we know that you need implementation, not just information. So when you're in our program, we're gonna make sure, we're gonna hold your feet to the fire to make sure you do these things we're telling you. And we're gonna give you our systems, but we're also gonna teach you how to build that culture in place. So if you want the fastest way to grow your fitness business and add at least another 5,000 pounds recurring revenue to your fitness business, then you might want to check out our mentorship program. And to do that, you just need to go to justindevonshire.com forward slash EBB dash mastermind. That's echo bravo bravo dash mastermind. Justindevonshire.com forward slash EBB mastermind or you can reach out to me send me a message on facebook or insta and we'll have a quick chat get to know you and see exactly how we can help all right this is it for today hope you enjoyed that please share this on to another fitness professional or leave us a review on itunes or google be much appreciated and uh, see you again for the next episode have a great day